You're listening to the Wordslinger Podcast, episode 114, Author Education with Ricardo Fayette. This episode of the Wordslinger Podcast is brought to you by draft to digital Convert your manuscript, distribute it online, and get support the whole way at DraftToDigital.com. It's the Wordslinger Podcast, where story matters. Build your brand. Write your book. Redefine who you are. It's all about the story here. What's yours? Now, here's the guy who invented pants optional, Kevin Tomlinson, the Wordslinger. Wordslinger. Hey everybody, this is Kevin Tomlinson, the Wordslinger, and you may notice a slight drop in quality. Uh, I apologize. So here's the story. I'm in Pittsburgh right now. I'm at the Sifwa Nebula Awards, um, kind of rubbing elbows with some sci-fi authors. Um, looking forward to meeting some of the uh, big names in sci-fi here. There are, there are folks here from Tor. Uh, you know, I've, I talked with some Apple reps yesterday. Uh, there, there's a lot of big names floating around. Also, authors, uh, big name authors that I'm looking forward to meeting. So, great to be here. I uh, And I'm really enjoying the conference. I'm a little tired. I'll be honest with you, but the, the story of uh, the sound quality here is that though I did bring a microphone, I did not bring a cable to connect said microphone to my computer. So even though I thought I was just just brilliantly prepared for this, um, I'm not. So I'm talking to you through my uh, earbuds. Not the best quality in the world, but uh, we can we can get we'll muddle through this. We'll get through this together, everyone. <laughs> So um, this uh, this episode is actually, this is a very cool one. I, I had a lot of fun interviewing my guest, uh, Ricardo Fayette. Um, I met him at NINC, uh, which is another conference. It's just a huge party, really. Uh, just a lot of fun to attend. Lots of authors, lots of brilliant people there. Uh, it was great meeting, uh, you know, Ricardo among others, but it's a great show. Um now, uh, this interview is going to be eye-opening, I think. It's going to, there's, there's a resource out there called Readsy, and I can't wait for you to hear about it. If you're an author, if this is something you're doing and uh, you're looking for some resources, we're going to be able to help you out with that. Uh, before we get to that, though, I, I am honored to, to have a very well-recorded uh, <laughs> voicemail from uh, Dan. And Dan, I apologize, I'm going to butcher your last name. Dan Absalonson. Dan Absalonson. He pronounces it much better than I do, uh, but I'm glad to have this, and I was I, it was very uh, uplifting to me to hear this. So thank you so much, Dan. I appreciate it, man. Um, so and I'm sorry that you know you. It's kind of funny. Your voicemail is better recorded than this actual episode. <laughs> so well, let's uh, let's play that real quick. Kevin Tumlinson, Wordslinger. Hey man, this is Dan Absalonson, a.k.a. Dan Dan the Art Man. And uh, listen, I just wanted to tell you that uh, your podcast is awesome. And it's helped me a lot. And uh, your book, 30 Day Author, has also been really great. Uh, I picked it up shortly after uh, finding you from the 8 Questions podcast from the self-publishing podcast dudes. And then I found Wordslinger in iTunes and started listening. And I just wanted to uh, actually call in and leave a voicemail and let you know that uh, I love the podcast. I've gotten a lot out of it. 
and your book. I've gotten a ton out of your book. I know I've been listening to writing podcasts pretty much since they've been around. And authors are always saying in interviews, write every day. And I always thought, yeah, that's great, but I don't have time. I have a full-time job, four kids, etc. So I just made it a goal to write every day, even if it was only for five minutes. And what I found was, even on days where, let's say I was super tired or I just felt like I just can't get any words out today, okay, if I just write one sentence or if I just write, I just have like five minutes. And every time I start writing and the words just keep flowing and I look up from my screen and it's been like 45 minutes and I have like 800 words down or something. So anyways, man, uh, I've been writing every day for a little over two months now and I've only missed, I think, two days. And it's just been fantastic. I finished the first draft of a novel I've been working on for way too long, just a few days ago, and I'm ready to jump on the next one, and I'm super excited. So anyways, man, thanks for being an inspiration, and thanks for uh, sharing about your faith. I appreciate that too. And anyways, man, keep up the good work. Thanks, Dan. I appreciate that a lot. Um, I First of all, congratulations on the the output. I mean, getting back to the keyboard every day isn't always easy, um, especially when life kind of intrudes. Uh, by the way, if you want to check out Dan's work and his podcast, uh, go to dandantheartman.com. Uh, that's his website. You can find his, uh, you can find links to, I believe you can find links to his podcast. I found something that looks like it's a link to his podcast. So uh, go check that out. And you can also uh, kind of check in on his books. Uh, go, go, you know, download something, read it, give some reviews, man. Um, but to Dan, uh, thanks so much, man. Yeah, I, I, I do appreciate when I get calls like this, by the way, uh, they, I need them. <laughs> I think we all need a little boost every now and then. So I, I'm so happy to hear that the stuff that I'm doing, the, the work that I'm producing is, is helping people. Uh, that's just, it's just on my heart to do that. You know, I'm a writer first. That's my, that's my career. Uh, the podcast is, is kind of an extension of that. You know, it was my my chance to learn uh, from other people who've mastered the craft. And if if I didn't share that, you know, what kind of person would I be? You know, so really, when you're thanking me, you're actually thanking all the guests from this show, all the people that I've talked to over the years have mentored me. Uh, there's just an incredible community of of people out there. Who, who are so giving, uh, just, and Dan's a good example of this, so, uh, thanks so much, Dan, I appreciate it, man, if you would like to leave a voicemail, like, Dan recorded his, he's, he's a pro, he's, he's got the gear, he, he set it all up, but, uh, you can actually reach out to me if you do not have the gear, you can go to wordslingerpodcast.com, where you can, there's a little tab right on the right-hand side that says send voicemail, uh, you can send me a voicemail right from there, and, uh, you know, it, that seems to work for most people. We've also got a number you can call, 281-809-WORD. That's 281-809-9673. Leave me a voicemail. I'll play it on the air. And I do appreciate um, hearing from people. If you've got a question for me or my guests or you just want to say something nice, I will take nice things. If you want to say something not so nice, I understand. I understand. <laughs> anyway. Um, so thanks, Dan. I appreciate it. Okay. Now, let's, let's get to our guest today. Uh, you're going to love this interview. This is a, 
This guy, so I, I want to preface this by saying, I've met Ricardo a couple of times now. Uh, we're connected on Facebook. We, we've been uh, emailing back and forth. I recently did a, a video. He, we're going to mention something that Reedsy is sponsoring right now that helps uh, bring literacy to the classroom. Um, and I participated in that along with Mark Dawson and uh, Sean Platt and a, dozens and maybe hundreds of other authors, and you can participate in it too. Uh, we'll give you details in this interview, but I, it was just a quick video to say why I write, um, and I was glad for that opportunity because I don't get asked that question much, strangely, why I write. I get asked about what I write. You know, As authors, we get asked about things like what's your inspiration, where do you get your ideas, you know, that sort of thing, but the underlying uh, philosophy that we have, the underlying uh, drive that we have, I, I rarely get asked about that. So it's nice to talk about that. <laughs> if you want to hear that, I'll try to put a link to that in the show notes. If I can remember to do it, I will do it. Uh, but otherwise, you can find the entire raft of these things. Um, you'll find that we're going to have a link here coming up soon. So without delaying any further, I'm going to let you listen in on my conversation with Ricardo Fayette of Reedsy. And then stick around for a little wrap up at the end. See you there. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. Uh, you know, sometimes uh, I meet the coolest people when I'm out and about, and uh, I met this gentleman while I was at Nink in Florida uh, last year. Uh, one of the first conferences I went to on behalf of Draft to Digital. So this was a pretty cool conference, but it was a pretty it was equally cool meeting this guy. I'm talking to Ricardo Fayette. He's a co-founder of Reedsy. If you don't know what Reedsy is, we're going to get into that in detail. He's going to be happy to tell you about it. But I can tell you, um, it, it they're they're one of the coolest services out there. Uh, and you know, Draft to Digital, we're buds with them. I I, I like to think of us as buds, uh, Ricardo. So <laughs> let's let's jump on in. Thanks for being on the show, man. Yeah, thanks for inviting me, Kevin. And definitely, we're buds. We had a lot of. Uh fun between Drafter Digital and Reedsy at the Ning conference. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things uh, I really enjoy about you guys, honestly, uh, you share a similar mission to us is in that you, uh, you're, you're very supportive of the indie author community. That's by the way, if anybody is ever looking for a shortcut to Kevin Tomlinson's heart, that's probably it. Um, so <laughs> you guys start right off with that. Uh, in fact, you have a, you have an initiative going right now, right? Do you want to talk about that a little? Yeah, sure. Um, so we have a, an initiative which we launched just this week, uh, and the idea was to to start giving back, even as an early stage startup, and kind of to go the extra mile to help authors all around the world. Actually, so the idea is uh, to fight for for children literacy and and girls education in Asia and Africa, and at the same time uh, invite authors to tell us why they write. So the way it works is you you just send us a video, 30-second video, if you're an author, about why you write. Uh, so it can be just on your phone. You can be outside. We don't, we don't really care even about the quality of the video. And for every video which we receive, we donate $10 to Room to Read, which is a really great organization, nonprofit, that's helping children in Asia and Africa with uh, literacy. That's awesome. And, uh, I, and I, you guys, you invited me to do one of these, and I was very happy to to do that um you did not feature me the way you did mark dawson but that's okay mark i know mark's a lot cooler than i am so <laughs> you send your video later i know i was late i was late coming in yeah that's my fault so um 
that's great and i i like the i like that you guys are you know working toward child literacy is such a big thing you know i it comes around here all the time uh and there are all sorts of programs out there but you don't it's like there you don't see much headway so i'm i'm always glad to hear people you know doing something to contribute <laughs> so thank you yeah, for that yeah no definitely it's not much but we thought i mean we've been going on for 3 years and as you said yeah we're very passionate about the indie community we're very passionate about educating authors and doing all we can for authors and obviously there's places and things we can't do so we're happy to support an organization that's doing those and even raising a little bit of money through a call initiative also getting yeah. quite a few really amazing videos and i just think might seem to let them know that they should feature you a bit more prominently on the landing page <laughs> thanks man i appreciate it all right so uh let's talk about readsy man because uh you guys are you're you're pretty close to being like a one-stop shop for authors. I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that's the goal. Uh, and there's, a, there's a tiny bit of overlap with uh, draft to digital. Uh, maybe we can find ways to, uh, to play well together. But uh, yeah. tell, just give me kind of the breakdown of what Readsy is and how it helps authors. Sure. So we're, yeah, we're kind of a one-stop shop, but until the point where you guys come in, which is a distribution. So we're kind of um, a place where you can produce your book and market it afterwards. And what really makes us different is that we're not an agency, we're not a kind of a company selling packages, we're a marketplace, we're a network of top publishing talent. So you come on Readsy and you can search for editors in your genre or cover designers or illustrators or book marketers, publicists, and you know that all the people that you're going to find on Readsy have been vetted by us and really handpicked out of tens of thousands of applicants. We've had 20 to 25,000 applications from freelancers all over the world since we started Readsy, and we feature 600 on the marketplace. So it's around 3% of people who apply get accepted. And obviously, they're all coming from traditional publishing or they've worked with really good indie authors. I mean, you you quickly recognize whether the professional is good at their job uh, or not. Right. Uh, it, to sum it, I don't know if, the, if this is available uh, where you are. In the U.S., we have Angie's List. Have you heard of Angie's List? No. Okay. So it's a, I think it's a similar, it's not, it's not a publishing service, but it's a service where you can go and find people who are sort of vetted right. and, and highly qualified, mostly to do like home repair stuff. So that to me is what Reedsy kind of feels like. It's a, it's a Angie's list for publishing, <laughs> which may be wildly off, but I mean, I think, I think that's kind of the gist. So no, that's absolutely it. It's absolutely it. You can come in and so make it really, try to make it really easy. You select five editors who kind of match your genre and, and your book and right. you send them a brief and you hear back from them within 48 hours. That's kind of a rule for them. Yeah. Um, they send you quotes if they're available and if they're interested, and then you can compare, you can have a chat, you can work with them on the platform. Um, and everything obviously is kind of protected and guaranteed by us. So if there's any kind of delay or if the work's not done or things like that, yeah. obviously we're kind of guarantors of that. Yeah. And you guys, uh, part of your service is uh, publicity and marketing, right? Yeah, we started those more recently. Uh, and I got to tell you, it's impossible to find uh, a really good book marketer. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, I know. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's uh, – I may actually – I mean, I – I need to come on and start using you guys for stuff like this, honestly. I mean, <laughs> I have I have enough trouble. And everybody does. Every author. Marketing is the thing that's that's toughest. Uh, and for me, it's a sort of cobbler's kids, you know, have, have no shoes kind of situation. Because, you know, marketing is what I do for draft to digital But when it comes to my own marketing, I'm not, I'm not quite as, as uh, on the point as I need to be. But you guys offer an ability to connect with some professionals who can help with that. That's, that's awesome. And every author needs that. Every author. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Uh, I mean, we've got, I think we feature 10 or 12 marketers on the, on the marketplace and, and they're really good. Yeah. Um, it's just that, yeah, finding them is hard because all the people who start to know and understand how to market books instead of kind of doing that freelance, they launch a course and make you pay quite a bit of money for the course. Um, yeah. And often the course is really good. Yeah. Uh, but that means we don't have book marketers, a lot of book marketers on the marketplace. That said, they're, yeah, they're pretty good. They're generally people who work with three to five authors at any given time. They're more than virtual assistants in that they know about pretty much everything there's to know about marketing right. for books. Um, some of them obviously are going to have specializations either in genre or in kind of marketing channels and especially advertising platforms. We've got a guy in the UK who's just amazing at Amazon ads for nonfiction. Like he's built a dollar business, uh, mostly thanks to that. That's very cool. Yeah. I, uh, and you guys have some, you guys have some top talent though. I mean, you, I'm looking at your list right now, like folks from, uh, who've worked with penguin, penguin random house, um, which is difficult for me to say, but is uh, an impressive credential. <laughs> that sort of thing. So everyone listening, by the way, if you do, if you do marketing services or authors, maybe you should try to get into this <laughs> since there's a Definitely. need. Uh, so speaking of that though, how do you vet the people who are in your service? That's a, a million dollar question. Uh, it's pretty <laughs> easy. <laughs> it's pretty easy for, for designers. Um, so we've got kind of our own design team that spots whether a cover designer is going to be good or not right. in the genre. Um, for editors, it gets more complicated. So we look at the work experience, as you mentioned. Most right. of the editors on our marketplace come from traditional publishing and often the big five when it's for literary fiction or genre fiction. Because mm-hmm. um, if there's one thing that traditional publishing still does right, it's kind of the production of the book. Like the book's more often than not going to be well edited and well designed and there can be exceptions but still the talent uh, they have is still the right one yeah and then becomes more complicated obviously for marketing so for marketing we take a look at the the books i've worked on the campaigns i've worked on we've had to refuse quite a few marketers um who worked for traditional publishing exclusively because i mean ritzy I'd really work mostly within the authors, especially on the marketing side of things, and we want people to be, yeah, familiar with the indie marketing techniques. So Amazon SEO, Facebook ads, Amazon ads, right? All things book promotion sites. Um, so that's where for marketers, I personally or my co-founder has a chat with them. Uh, with every marketer, we add to the marketplace. We have a thirty-minute chat. We ask them how they work with clients. What are their specialties and a few questions to kind of test them? Yeah, yeah. You almost want the the sort of uh, the internet marketing group. The not not necessarily that they're author uh, author marketers or marketing for authors, but the 
you know, the folks who, uh, who just completely understand everything about internet marketing from SEO to, to ads, you know, pay-per-click schemes and profiles and campaigns and all that stuff. I mean, that, that seems like that would be much more valuable <laughs> than the uh, yeah, traditional definitely. marketers. Definitely. We're adding a lot of people like that who come from kind of a digital marketing background and they wrote a book and they were like, why do authors not know how to market books? So they started being a book marketer and, and we have them on the platform. So yeah, yeah, there's sometimes there's this way around your marketer and you start writing, right. but more often than not, it's the other way around and you need a marketer. Yeah. It, uh, it's uh, it's interesting. Marketing is a weird subject, and we we're not going to spend the whole episode talking about marketing because <laughs> I know that's not entirely your bag. But uh, it's such a it's a relief to me though to see that you guys offer help in that area because it's the it's the biggest pain point that indie authors in particular have. Like we offer you know some some cool tools to help you promote yourself, mm -hmm. but if you don't have a basic understanding of of marketing, is particularly modern digital marketing. You know, you're kind of spinning your wheels. So I'm glad to see there's a resource I can start referring people to, you know. Not that I wasn't referring people to you before, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> not specifically for marketing yet. So that's cool to know. Um, so, okay, you, you've got uh, and you've got folks on staff that help you vet the rest of the, the services you said, right? Like like cover yeah. design, that sort of thing. So what are what are some of the things that you uh, you have to do to prepare an offer when the author – rather when they come in for say um cover design or or layout or something like that um well there's a lot I mean, since we started Ritzy, we've discovered that we'd have to spend most of our time on kind of education for authors right. um so when they come in depending on what they look at at the marketplace uh, we're going to send them kind of emails uh with just resources which we've built over the years so there's a lot of articles on our blog um, we have a whole section on book design, tips on kind of how to design a book cover, what working with a book cover designer should be like, um, how to get the most out of it. Uh, we've got a blog post on formatting on what book interior design and book structure should be like, what front matter is, what back matter is. Right, I feel like right. no one knows what should go into the book, the front and the back matter of books, especially in nonfiction. Right. And after doing, so my co-founder wrote a post on that, and I think he read 10 different articles that, and 10 of them said different things. Yeah. So <laughs> we found kind of a, a good compromise. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, we, we, do, we do a lot of posts. We also have a section on the website called Ritzy Learning, which is um, a selection of, I think now 20 uh, free courses on writing, editing, yeah. publishing, and marketing. Which, which I, I, I owe you. I owe you a course, I know. Distribution, digital, coming soon. I've owed you a course for quite some time now, so I'm going to make myself a note. Please do. You won't. You won't be. Your video won't be featured on our landing page if you if I don't get that course. Perfect. All right. So yeah, you know, uh, author education is kind of it's tricky because. Um, on the one hand, you're there to offer the author that service, but if they don't know anything at all about uh, yeah. what they're getting into, then it makes it much more difficult for them to get the right thing for them, the right tool or right resource for them. So I hear you, man. I'm author. Author education is something like that's basically my whole career is author education. <laughs> I've sort of discovered. 
Yeah, so. anyone anyone in the industry, I think we started. I mean, the first question I ask authors when they get on the marketplace, send them an email asking what they're writing, and usually from their answer to that, I can start guessing what they know and what they don't know and what kind of resources to point them to. Yeah. But it's, yeah, author education. But it's because self-publishing is actually quite complicated. Yeah. Like, obviously, we try to make it sound like it's simple and it's empowering, and it definitely is, uh, but still, there's a learning curve and there's a lot of things to know about it. Right. And you don't need to be, obviously, a designer and an editor and a marketer and all that necessarily. You can hire people, but you should still know how all these things work because right. you're running a business. Right. When I um, I used to work in film and TV, and uh, one of the things I did was I, I, I kind of went through the ranks and did all the jobs. You know, uh, right. I was a grip, I was a lighting tech, I, I operated a camera, I did all that stuff, even though my ultimate job was going to be, you know, writing and directing. And uh, the the benefit of that was knowing how all those pieces work together. Even though that wasn't going to be my job, I knew the job. Like I knew how to tell when I was getting ripped off or how to, how to tell when something wasn't quite right. And I could, I could move the pieces a little better. And that's the same thing you're talking about with authors, I think. Absolutely. It's exactly that. So we try to provide kind of as much knowledge for free. Everything we do outside of, the, of our marketplace of kind of having editors and designers and marketers uh, is free. So we provide knowledge for free so that authors kind of understand how publishing works yeah, and yeah. understand also that they're going to need an editor, they're going to need a designer, they might need a marketer. Um, and then when they work with these people, they know why they're working with them and they know how to get the most out of the collaborations. That's very cool. Yeah. So, okay. So what's the, what's the one thing you think authors need the most education for? I mean, what, what's the topic they need the most education about? Um, I think it's definitely marketing in terms of education. Okay. Uh, there's, there's another spot where it's not necessarily education, but it's kind of realizing and accepting that you're not the right person to judge it. It's the book cover. Yeah. I just have a constant fight, not, not an open fight, a silent fight with others around book covers and them not realizing that they're just not good enough, professional enough or not right for their genre. Yeah. Um, and so we do kind of a monthly cover critique, uh, which is a Facebook Live where we get one of our designers to just mine our Facebook page. We get authors to send us their covers in advance, and the designer critiques kind of five to ten covers um, during the session. So that kind of helps. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the um, I think the message pretty sunk in that editing is, is vital, especially for, for first time authors, developmental editing, uh, copy editing, proofreading, everyone kind of knows the importance of those things. Um, then it's your call to circle about whether you want to hire people for it or not. But I think the, the importance of cover design, despite everyone talking about it still, still hasn't struck. Yeah. It's, it's kind of funny. I think, I don't know. I think everybody thinks, well, I know what, what pretty pictures look like or something along those lines. You know, everyone kind of falls into the mental trap of, I can see, I, I can recognize a good cover. I see covers all the time, <laughs> you know? Exactly. So, yeah, I, I will tell you, I think it's very cool that you guys offer that, that critique session, which is just amazing. Uh, 
I uh, there's a part of me that kind of wants to throw my covers in there, and then another part of me is like, eh, I'm good. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to know if I'm accidentally screwing this up. I've I've been doing this for so long now, and I, I my covers do pretty well. Okay, but uh, nobody. I don't want to hear the critiques. I think. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't ask, and you don't you won't be uh, slammed. Now I may have to do that just for the heck of it one day. Throw in some of my covers and see what you guys say. Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah. No, but they're pretty gentle. They're often British-based designers, so you know, yeah, they're gonna not they're not gonna crass Americans, you know. No, exactly. Not, not, you know, that's gun-toting gun Texans who uh, <laughs> <laughs> take you down a notch. Um, yeah, that's cool, man. So, uh, what what would you say? What's the what's sort of the most used or most popular service on Readly? Um, I think it's our free courses now. Readly Learning. Oh, okay. We've got 15,000 students um, enrolled uh, and taking courses, and we launched that in October of last year, so that's in just um, four or five months. That's very cool. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, it's I think it's still, still our marketplace. Uh, I haven't talked at all about free our free formatting tool, because... I know Drafted Digital does free conversion as well. <laughs> you can talk about it, man. I don't mind. I mean, we <laughs> we we do that, um, but we're not sticklers for it. I mean, we we mostly we we offer free tools and free services to help the author and to get them, you know, into our system so that they can use us for distribution. If they don't ever do that, that's fine. But yeah, you can talk about it all you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> There's no competition here. <laughs> no, no, I know. Um, but it's not, no, it is, it is a very popular service as well. Um, it's basically like, it's very similar to, to Vellum for all the people who know what Vellum is, uh, except it's free, it's browser based. So you don't need, uh, to be on a Mac uh, and you don't need to download an app and it's less, um, advanced than Vellum in the sense that you can't personalize um, the book that much like there's not a thousand options for scene breaks drop yeah. gaps a thousand templates available there's like three templates available yeah. however it's much more advanced than vellum right now in that it does print on demand oh that's that's very cool really okay yeah, yeah, I'm gonna to have to try it out. <laughs> I mean, we we do print on demand. We're not real happy yep. with how it's going yet. We're improving it. It's about to right. be rolled out with a brand new version. So, uh, but I'm always it's, looking for an easier way to do print. <laughs> it's yeah, no, it's very hard. I mean, it took us quite a bit of time to to build it, uh, and even upgrading it, adding more templates. Like generating an EPUB is widely different from generating a. POD print on demand uh, print ready file that's properly typeset, right? Uh, and the and also add support for different trim sizes. Uh, make sure there are no widows or orphans or things like that. So yeah. trying to do that all automatically, it's possible. And we think like it's our philosophy to think that it should be free because it's no, it's not technologically impossible. But yeah, it's been it's been a a piece of work and it's starting to look very, very, very good and very professional. So I encourage people to try it. Man, that's very cool. I can't tell you how much time I spend on print layout so much so that I, I delay releasing print editions, like sometimes months after I release the, the digital edition, Oh which, wow! which I know is wrong. I know that's wrong, <laughs> but when you make 99% of your income from digital books, you kind of, you know, <laughs> don't feel much pressure to do print. <laughs> That's true. So, well, that's cool, man. Um, so you guys, uh, another thing that you guys offer 
that I have not tried. I, I've just kind of seen it and I've heard some chatter about it. But you actually have um, a writing tool built into the service. Right? Yeah, that's the... <laughs> Am I misinformed or is that cool? No, 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 no. Okay. That's that's actually the formatting tool. Um, okay. So the vision, for, the vision for it is to become kind of a writing and formatting tool and editing tool. Okay. So right now you can write your book on it. You can kind of organize your book. There's chap there's a, a sidebar with chapters and parts. You can drag and drop the chapters and the parts. It's a bit like Scrivener, but yeah, yeah. much nicer design uh, and less functionalities. Because yeah. the more functionalities you add, and the the worse the design gets usually. Yeah. Um, I, I love I love Scrivener by the way, and I love Ulysses. Those are two great apps, but yeah. they they both have you know features that I'm probably never going to use, and they it does kind of it weighs on me. Even though I'm not I'm not going anywhere near them, <laughs> it's like it's there and it's just staring at me, <laughs> making me feel inferior. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's like you're not using the tool's full potential, you know? Right, exactly right. Yeah, and I don't no. want to. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, no, we keep it. We keep it. It's a completely different philosophy. Basically, it's the same philosophy as uh, Medium, the yeah. the blogging tool. Yeah. Um, even if they're not doing that well, uh, but their design's still awesome. Yeah. So it's very it's very clean. Not a lot of features. Uh, simple formatting bar. You can't change a millions of millions of things like you could on Word. Uh, it's just a tool built for for books that does most of the stuff automatically. Mm-hmm. And more importantly, because we don't allow authors to kind of create crazy formatting and create crazy stuff in there, we control the formatting from the start to the end. And that's what allows us to offer free formatting to both EPUB and print on demand afterwards. Yeah. So at the moment, we we recommend that authors write their books wherever they want, not necessarily on Ritzy, that they come to us for the final stages, at least to this to this tool for the final stages, the formatting and the typesetting for EPUB and, and print on demand. Um, the vision is then to incorporate um, track changes and commenting tools yeah. to, to that book editor at a timeline as well, so that it auto saves different versions of your book and you can revert back and things like that, a bit like Time Machine and Mac. Yeah. I was going to ask if, if the editors have access to, if they can, if they're able to have access to your manuscript, if you do it through this, are they, that's the plan. That's the plan. Yeah. That's the plan. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So that's... we, as a formatting tool and in the next few months, it's going to become more, it's going to become writing tool. It's going to become an editing tool, collaborative tool, and hopefully everything will stay on Ritzy and everyone will want to work with their editors on Ritzy. Yeah. That's, that's pretty amazing. I do. I, I love the whole concept because you're, you really are kind of a one-stop shop. I mean, you're, you're getting there. Um, you're, we don't do distribution. We don't will do, not do and, and don't, don't do that. I know. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> That's what we're for, man. That's why we have these like exactly. sort of unofficial partnerships, you know, we can uh, refer each other. I mean, you know, that that's the thing. A, a lot of authors, um, you know, here's what's funny when we get manuscripts, um, and I can't speak too much to this. I'm not, I'm not in customer support or anything. I don't see this stuff daily like they do, but you know, we'll, we'll get, uh, people who they have problems, um, with the manuscript, with the cover, you know, not, not 
not necessarily technical problems every time either. Um, sometimes, and books get rejected for uh, content sometimes. They never get rejected for layout or any of that necessarily. But what happens is if, if it gets all the way through, then they start getting reader complaints about layout and then they panic. You know, uh, our layout is really clean, but if you don't, if you upload your own version of your manuscript and don't use our conversion tool, then there's no like check system there, you know? <laughs> so, uh, sir, I think if, the, if more people used, you know, your service, for example, especially the editing, man, I mean, ed- editing is alongside cover. It's the biggest need an author has, um, at least in terms of producing the book marketing is a whole other category of needs <laughs> so really excited to see you guys embracing that um so I what so. <laughs> i mean you guys have you clearly have sort of a, a philosophy I, I'm, I'm curious about sort of the origins of the company now like how did you actually we probably should have chronologically we should have done this first but now i want to know like what what prompted you to even create Ritzy? like what what are its origin stories so we're, I mean, we're a couple of friends at uh, at business school, and we were just readers. So we're not we're not writers. We don't come at this from the writer's perspective, identifying a problem. We're just readers, um, starting to kind of read on digital formats back when they kind of started. Right. And we we heard about self publishing um, back when self publishing started. And we thought, okay, that's awesome. Uh, it's empowering to the authors, but if they self-publish their books, obviously there's more to publishing a book than writing it. Like, mm-hmm. we're, who does the editing? Who does the design? And so we came up with this crazy idea of, filing, of building a marketplace, a freelance marketplace of really tell people to, to help the authors create their books. Basically make all the publishing talent that's available to traditional publishing companies, make it available to the authors so that they can uh, compete with the traditional publishing companies in terms of the quality of the production. Yeah. Uh, and it just an idea that we worked on for, for a year, just interviewing people in the, in the industry, um, both from indie and trad publishing and trying to validate the idea and then finding other co-founders found Matt, our designer, Vincent, our developer. And we just, yeah, step by step, it became a company. Yeah. It's, uh, that's that's interesting. Now I want to know like how you're, because you're you're adding new features. Like how are you determining what needs to go on your your task list? Um, well, there's two types of features which we add. Most of the stuff we we add to the product, mm-hmm. we've planned it almost since the very beginning. Like it was always our idea to start with a curated marketplace, um, right. then add more services progressively. Uh, so we started with editing and design because these are the, the must-haves. Like You need editing and design if you're going to release a book. Yeah. Uh, then we added marketing and publicity. Uh, then we added ghostwriting because a lot of publishing companies asked us for it. Huh. Um, and now we're about to add website designers and developers, so people to do author websites, typically. Oh, very cool. Yep. And afterwards, we might get into translation. And on the side, we've been building the Ritzy book editor with the vision that I mentioned, turning it into a collaborative tool that integrates with the marketplace so that kind of everything stays on Ritzy. So that's Very been cool. the kind of the, um, the roadmap for the product since the very beginning. And then we do a bunch of more marketing initiatives um, 
like VC Learning or a blog or uh, our Facebook Lives and all things like that to kind of, well, they all have the same goal, educating authors, as we talked about. Yeah, that's very cool. Uh, I, 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 I just dig your mission, man. I mean, it, everything about what you guys are doing is pretty awesome. I, I And you've grown quite a bit. When did you start? When did the company start? Uh, we started the company late 2014. Okay. I mean, that's not record growth or anything, so. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty amazing, man, 2014. I mean, you know, basically in the span of, a, of an average American high school career, you guys built a company that's, that's just blowing it up uh, for indie authors. So that's. Yeah, that's minorly impressive, I guess. Um. That's all right. We, we made it to you. Yeah, that's cool. So, and it's interesting that you came at this in, not as authors. Um, I, I think mean, it's actually important, yeah. Um, I mean, there was a bit of reluctance in the very, very, very early stages of the company um, saying, you're not authors, you're not from a publishing background. But I think it's actually important to come in an industry with an outsider's view, especially if you're gonna design a product uh, that's a bit kind of, yeah, new to it, or revolutionizing or disrupting or whatever term you wanna use. Because um, you you wanna build something that doesn't exist already uh, and that's gonna take a lot of inspiration from outside the publishing world and bring it to the publishing world. Yeah. Uh, so obviously there are risks, but I think it actually helps. Yeah, I could see how it would. I mean, I. You know, the flip side of that is always, you know, like we, our company, you know, we, we were founded in part by an author uh, yeah. who saw needs for himself and also for other authors. And so that's important. Um, but I do like that, that perspective. Um, I think it, uh, I was, uh, I interviewed Simon Whistler um, from the Rocking Self Publishing Podcast. Yeah. And he, he was the one I think who told me that, you know, it's basically the fact that he doesn't know a lot about the topic is is what makes him a good interviewer of yeah. of authors, you know, uh, because there's questions he has that you know he's not going to take any of the information for granted. He has to go out and learn and learn and grow and grow. Uh, I think that's kind of the, the perspective you guys are getting at, right? Yeah, definitely. I mean, we spent a whole year interviewing people and kind of making sure there was a need because it's true when you come from outside, maybe you want to you're going to design a great great product that's yeah that looks great and works great, but people don't need so we right. spend a lot of time making sure that people would need it yeah do you continue that kind of research now we do but at the same time uh spent three years kind of talking to authors emailing with authors writing about publishing marketing thing like that so i feel a lot more like an insider now yeah yeah. Uh, but yeah, obviously we keep like listening to what authors say and every new service we add is because uh, there's people who tell us that they're looking for that. Or lately I wrote a course on Amazon ads a few months after AMS was available in the US um, just because I knew that everyone was starting to use it and not everyone was having success with it. So I thought, okay, let's dig into it, use them myself for yeah. some of the authors I know and kind of write a course for it. So it's available on Ritzy Learning now. It's pretty good. Yeah, for free. Okay. Yeah, it's free. <laughs> Man, <laughs> nobody stands a chance with you guys around. Uh, <laughs> charge for courses and that sort of thing. That's awesome, though. Um, and that's exactly, I think, 
there's a that adage that uh, information wants to be free. Uh, I think it was the guy who created Linux, uh, one of the guys who created Linux or Red yeah. Hat, Red Hat Linux or something. Um, but the and I, I may be totally wrong about that, and I know I'm already people are already emailing me uh, to correct me. But the uh, the premise of that I think is is accurate. It's that you know we live in an information age, we live in a knowledge age where everything is available to us and should be, so that we can stop. Um, creating barriers to knowledge and start using knowledge to create something new and innovative in the world. I think that's essentially what you guys are doing, right? Yeah, it's one of our missions. Um, At the same time, there's a lot, a lot of kind of knowledge available out there. There's millions of blog posts. So it's also a mission to kind of curate it. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Whenever we write a course, make it really simple. I mean, our courses are just... 10 emails of 500 words. Uh, so it's like over 10 days, you receive an email in the morning. It's five-minute read. You can digest over coffee. And obviously, you can keep them in your inbox and go to them later on. But the idea is to give them you just the pointers you need to start delving into Amazon ads and doing your own testing or give you just enough yeah, information to then also know which resources to look at for more information. Right. Uh, so I think there's also the, the problem of too much information available and right. we try to create it and keep things as simple and as short as possible, which is really hard. Yeah, no, I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, man. Um, well, I look, I, when we're kind of coming up, I don't want to keep you too long. Um, but, uh, I, I feel like I should just reiterate how appreciative I am of what this service is, what this company is. Uh, you guys are just incredible. I, I will admit, I did not know that much about you before you and I met at Nink, um, and dug in a little bit more after that. But uh, I'm I'm very excited to see what you guys are doing and the growth you have. Just incredible. Yeah, I know, and I'm also admirative of what Drift to Digital does. So I'm I'm glad we met. We, we met at Nink. I mean, we don't we don't have to kiss each other on air, man. That's fine. <laughs> That's true. I mean, I, I you guys are doing great work, and I. You know, and I think it's a good fit, actually, draft to digital and, and read. It is. That's why I am. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Uh, and I'm not just saying that, you know, as a D2D guy or uh, whatever, but it is, uh, if you out there, uh, the authors out there, if you're listening, this is a great way to kind of encompass the entirety of your career with a couple of services, most of which are free. <laughs> I mean, most of what, what we offer is free, which is just unheard of. So... Go yeah. check it so out. So check us out. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So, uh, well, okay. I'm going to let you get back to your regularly scheduled life, man. Um, and I do appreciate you taking the time to chat with me. So tell everybody where they can find more about you and uh, Reedsy online. Absolutely. So uh, you can find Reedsy at Reedsy, R-E-E-D-S-Y.com. That's our main landing page. From there, you're going to see there's a little tab called Book Editor at the top. And that's going to direct you to our free formatting, free writing and formatting tool. If you Google Read C Learning, you'll find all our free courses on book publishing, book marketing, the Amazon Ads course, all that. And me, I'm available at all times at ricardo at readc.com, my email address. You can drop me a line, any questions, any things I always try to answer. Excellent, man. All right. Hey, one one quick question I did not ask earlier about the book editor. Uh, and then I'm, I'll wrap us up. But is that it's browser based? So is it available on mobile as well as on desktop platforms? 
Absolutely. We do a lot of testing on all kinds of mobile. Uh, so it should work there. And if it doesn't, drop me a line. But yeah, it is available there. Man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> I may have just sold a few thousand people on you uh, with that alone. So, All right, man. Um, well, okay, everybody listening. Now, everything he just said, uh, as far as uh, his... I'm, I'm, I may not print your email address on the on the thing. I don't want you getting spammed or whatever, okay. but, uh, for the websites and that sort of thing, you can find that in the show notes. Uh, otherwise you can email me if you got a question or you need me to follow up for you on, uh, on your behalf with, uh, Ricardo. I'm happy to do that. Um, and thank you so much, Ricardo, for being on the show, man. You guys have an amazing service. I'm, I'm happy to plug you every chance I get. So thanks a awesome. lot. Thanks so much for having me. <laughs> All right. Everybody else stay tuned and I'll do a quick wrap up after the show. And otherwise I will see everybody next week. Welcome back to the jarringly, uh, lower quality <laughs> wrap up for the show. Oh man. I'm so sorry, everybody. I, you know, I, I work really hard to make sure the show is, is as high quality as I'm capable of producing. Um, and I do, you know, and I, it is a warts and all show. I mean, I don't make much, I don't make apologies for technical glitches and that sort of thing. Uh, I do, I do kind of show how the sausage is made, uh, just so that you, uh, I don't know, you get an authentic experience. I want you to know that this is an authentic show. So maybe this is just part of that. <laughs> so, um, now I, uh, I'm really enjoying the, uh, the, the conference I'm at right now. And I'm meeting some really interesting people here, actually. Uh, and uh, you know, here's what's here's what's really cool to me. I've been to, I don't know, a hundred conventions, <laughs> right? And uh, so far, somehow, some way, I run into a wordslinger podcast listener at every convention, and it always takes me by surprise because, um, you know, so, like, this is my first time at Sifwa. I've ne- I've never been to this convention before. Um, and uh, I've been to Pittsburgh before, but I've never been to this convention. So it's interesting to me to uh, to bump into somebody. I ran into Rekha J. Uh, she's a science fiction author. Now, you're going to start hearing about her because she's, she's well, let's just start with, she's connected with um, a, a, I guess it's a small press uh, publisher uh, called Parvus, P-A-R-V-U-S. That's being run by uh, Colin Coyle. I just want to shout out to both of these two because I've run into them here. Now, Colin is not a listener yet, but I'm going to convert him. Uh, but Rekka is. So, hi, Rekka. And I really appreciate it. And, and now, she confessed that she sticks around to the end. So, that's why I put this at the end. <laughs> so, hello, Rekka. And right now, you are, you are doing more important things than listening to this podcast, but you'll get around to it. Uh, so, I appreciate running into you and our conversation. And I wish you the very best luck, even though you're going slightly non- uh, non-self-pub. I think you're doing the hybrid thing, and I think that's awesome. I think I think you're going to have an amazing career. I cannot wait to see your name at the top of like the New York Times bestsellers list. So let's let's get you there. So anyway, hello, and uh, for anyone else who's here at the show that I may not have run into yet, I hope um, I hope I do. Uh, it's by the time you hear this, it may be too late to uh, look me up, but it's going live while I'm still here. So. If you happen to be a an avid podcast podcast listener and cannot live without your wordslinger, uh, even while at the uh, Nebula Awards, um, say hi. <laughs> In fact, please say hi because you're a unique individual. You're a unicorn that I want to meet. Um, now I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up, uh, but I want to. Th- I just 
today, um, let me just put it this way. I, I'm having a rough time right now. I'm, I'm having sort of this, uh, I've been a little down, okay? And, and this, this happens from time to time. I get what I call in, in a closed mood, uh, where things, it's very difficult for me to interact with other people for a bit. Maybe it's just my introvert um, tanking. <laughs> Because I've been in, I was I was at uh, Comic Palooza last weekend for the entire weekend, peopling, uh, and then I didn't have much of a break between then and, and flying to uh, Pittsburgh and doing more peopling. So I may just be at my my the end of my ex, uh, introvert rope. My extroverting has overcome me. Uh, so I, I may just need some quiet time and rest. But I've been a little down, but. The thing is, I keep bumping into people like like Rekka, like Dan, um, who are just such an encouragement and inspiration to me because of what they're doing, because of their attitude, uh, because of the excitement they have for their careers and for their lives. Um, and I run into a lot of you folks here and there. Um, you may not always say something to me. You may not always say you know something encouraging to me or whatever, but I mean, you... you just the spirit of your of your existence, just the life and energy of your existence, can sometimes be enough to, uh, to help remind me why I do the stuff I do. So uh, I want I'm I'm at this exact moment I'm feeling very grateful to everyone. I'm always feeling grateful for you guys, but I feel very grateful and very honored and very blessed to uh, to have each of you in my life uh, in whatever capacity. You know this career that this the career path that I'm on. I mean. Uh, I said it earlier. I'm I, I'm a writer first. It's the it's the thing I want to do with my life and other things, other aspects of my life, other jobs. I mean, they're great. They're beneficial. Uh, they're a, a ministry of sorts. They're the things I I do because I I feel like I'm giving back um, and representing. You know, <laughs> but uh, the real passion of my life is my writing, and uh, because of you. And the, the people that I connect with and the readers that I have and that sort of thing, you know, I, I move closer and closer to, to my goals for my writing career every day. Um, sometimes it seems a little slow, you know. Sometimes you, I get discouraged. Uh, but on those days, I, I, I'm going to try to do this much more often, but I try to remember that you're out there, you know, that you care. Uh, you care enough to listen to the show. You care enough to uh, read my books. You care enough to say kind things. Um, that means a lot to me. So thank you, and God bless you. I, I really appreciate uh, what you do. I hope that what I do um, brings some value to your life, brings some some uh, information maybe you, you can use uh, in your own career, in your own life. That is the goal of this show, um, kind of one of the goals of my life. So I hope that we are benefiting each other uh, in, in a community. Anyway, uh, so... Now I feel a little better. So thank you so much for being here, being a part of this. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, next time I should have a better microphone. <laughs> and I must, you know what I'm going to do once I once I'm done today, once I'm done posting this show. Um, I've got some free time here this morning. If I can, I think I'm going to uh, figure out a way to. I don't know. I'm going to build a portable rig for for doing exactly this to make this easier. <laughs> so. I've got some ideas, but if you've got some ideas, float them my way. Go to wordslingerpodcast.com. Uh, thanks so much. Oh, real quick, the housekeeping. Uh, if you want to support this show, I do appreciate 
uh, everything you can do to support it. Uh, you can do that by going to wordslingerpodcast.com. If you want to support financially, that is always welcome. You can click on the Patreon logo there. Uh, and uh, whatever amount you are willing to give. And I've had some folks uh, do that recently. I should, real quick, look you up uh, to give you a shout-out. It's just been that kind of week. Uh, I did have Nate Hoffelder, not Nate Hoffelder, I'm sorry, Nate. Nate Hoffelder has pledged, and I do appreciate that, man. Uh, Aloysius King, a uh, great guy, by the way. If you don't follow, you need to follow him. You, you can find him on Twitter. Uh, uh, he's a, I just like him. <laughs> so, uh, and Jason Cobley, uh, I appreciate you for your support, man. Uh, so thanks a lot for that financial support does help every little bit helps with the overhead of the show. Um, but you can also support the show. Uh, if you can't support it financially, you can go and find us on iTunes and other places, but iTunes particularly and rate and rank the show. Just look up Wordslinger podcast. Uh, on iTunes or elsewhere, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, anywhere where you are listening to the show, and leave a review. Uh, the reviews help. It helps people find the show. Uh, if you rate it, I would love you know four or five stars if you think it's worth that. Um, you know, and the the greater the reach, the more people I can help, and I that's that's the point. So, anyway, thank you so much for all of that. Uh, thank you for your emails, your phone calls, everything. God bless each and every one of you, and I will see you all next time.